Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Fort Worth Armory, Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. 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 The enemies of freedom right now are a fly in the studio, Greg, in Dallas, Texas. Welcome inside the Sig Sauer Studios, now on the Fort Worth Armory microphone. It's all being brought to you by the great X insurance. Greg, in Dallas, Texas, how you doing? Uh, sounds like you got a new co-host over there. He's buzzing around, and I was joking during the uh, top of the hour break. Wouldn't it be funny if he lands on my screen because he's attracted to the light? Mm. I swat him with this Daniel defense pad that I have and knock the camera down. I, the viewers would get a kick out of that. Yeah. But uh, you never know. If I get the chance, I'm going to take it because I'm tired of it. This guy's bugging me. Well, literally bugging me. Greg, tell people how they can watch the show, please, as long as they're not driving. Please, folks, pay attention. Uh, certainly, sure. If you want to watch the show and Mark swat the fly in, in the <laughs> studio there in 1080p, head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, along the top of that website, you're going to see all the links to do all the things to participate in this show, whether you want to watch it live on 1080p or you want to listen because you might be driving or because you need to catch up on a previous episode you may have missed. That podcast link is right there as well. Uh, be sure to click appropriately on the episode uh, that you may have missed. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, we'll head on over to the shop link and uh, pick you something nice up over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Yeah, I see some uh, folks in the chat are talking about there's a fly-in studio with Mark. I just saw it fly in front of the camera. It's only yeah, invisible. it's not, not a floater. Uh, it's not a floater. Definitely not a floater. It's, it's a floater real. of a different sense. It's not imagined. So I want to tell, first off, David Codry, amazing in the first hour. Man, he does not get the credit for the work that he does that he deserves. Yeah. And those self-described real journalists who are derelict in their duties and responsibilities steal his stuff. I know it for a fact. We've seen it happen. I won't name names. I've done that in the past. I'm just not into doing that today. But um, I, 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 I would love to see him testify in front of Congress at one of these committee hearings and let out the information that he has and the responses he's gotten on these FOIA requests and the stonewalling and the delays and the lies he's been given. They'd probably treat him the same way they do John. Well, they would. And the Democrats would do nothing but grandstand and talk about Donald Trump on January 6th because they don't care. Nobody cares. And that in and of itself is remarkable. We talked yesterday a little bit about Leon Panetta, that story broke yesterday, who stands by signing a fake document and lying about Trump. And he still stands by it. Yeah. You know, 81 years old. And uh, speaking of 81 years old, let's go to Mitch McConnell for just a second. Let's switch oh, gears man. here. 
Mitch McConnell had a disturbing incident yesterday. Did you see that? I did. There was uh, quite an interesting uh, couple of seconds there while he was standing at the podium. Nearly 60 seconds. He froze. Yep. And questions are, did he have a stroke, this, that, and the other thing? Mm-hmm. Guys, look, I don't know what makes these people tick, except I do. It's called power. But that power must be something else if at that stage in your life you'd rather do that than spend time sucking off the taxpayers for your lifetime pension and free health care and hanging around with your grandkids and fishing somewhere. Think about the power. Well, I'm and con- that you want to do this at 81 years old instead of living what's left of your life. My gosh. And if you look at Mitch McConnell's face, I've said for years, if Mitch McConnell, if you think Mitch McConnell is the face of the Republican Party in the future, you're out of your mind. Go ahead, Greg. I'm convinced that this is uh, necessary, both between McConnell, Feinstein, uh, Pelosi, Biden, Biden, all of these walking uh, zombies that should have retired years ago. uh, They're required to stay in office in order to finish the plan. Well, you know, there's this. They keep getting reelected. Uh, they get- and those of you in Kentucky, what are you doing here, man? You mean to tell me Kentucky doesn't have another favorite son that's capable of being elected? You know, people argue against term limits, Greg. One of the arguments against term limits is we already have term limits. It's called elections. Yep. Every two years in the House, every six years in the Senate. And there's truth to that statement. Problem with, I, the problem with term limits and uh, now maybe an age limit. I could understand uh, age but, limits, a different thing. I yeah, now you're talking my ball game. I, I could I could argue for an age limit. But with term limits, you lose great senators like Rand Paul and like uh, Ted Cruz and uh, like uh, Jim Jordan. And uh, actually, Jim's just a state rep- or a federal representative. Uh, but you lose a lot of great people that have been doing a lot of great work for several years, even though the left will contend that they are not. Uh, And essentially, I know that they are chomping at the bit to replace Mitch McConnell with someone more of a Democrat uh, philosophy uh, there in Kentucky, because just like with Texas, just like with uh, uh, Arizona, just like with Oklahoma, they are trying to turn as many of these states as they can permanently blue, because then that makes it a permanent Democrat America. Uh, there'll never be another Republican uh, elected office ever again if that happens. Well, and- the, the problem with your the problem with that philosophy there is this. I can I'm going to flip it on you. Because along with losing those people, we also lose Adam Schiff's. We also lose Feinstein's. Okay? We also lose those Democrats as well. Here's the problem with term limits, in my estimation. I don't want a sitting senator or a sitting representative who is no longer accountable to the people in their final term. Because they know they're not facing another election. They're going to do whatever they want. That's kind of what we have with the second term of the presidency. Yeah, it is, except there are checks and balances across the spectrum. Well, that depends on who's in the checking and balancing. That's true. That's true. Uh, You know, that's that's why term limits is to me. It's fascinating discussion. I'm all for it. And when you talk about term limits, let's go back to what you said. Age limits, right? Sure. Mitch McConnell shouldn't be in office at 81 years old. He's clearly in ill health. Joe Biden shouldn't be in office at 81 years old. He's clearly in ill health. Yep. And we could go down the list. I mean, yesterday we were talking about that we're wheeling Strom Thurmond in on a damn gurney years ago, if you recall. Yep. For Bill's nonsense. Ninety-some years old, and they're wheeling these people in. Mm -hmm. Go home. 
go home. The problem is we've allowed Washington to get so bloated and so fat, there's no incentive for them to go home. Well, They've, they're, they're the power that they amass. Why does Mitch McConnell keep getting reelected? Because Mitch McConnell is a very powerful, very powerful senator as the minority leader in the Senate. And he's able to run on that. He brings a lot of pork and fat back to his home state. And that's intoxicating to people. It's not only okay. just that. It's also his connections that he has through family. Because we, we need to. Sure. You know, we need to his wife and everything else. We yeah. really want to go down that road. We need to recognize that it's not only just the senators and the representatives that are the uh, power brokers in office. It's also their, their spouses and what their spouses do or what their parents do if they are younger. Uh, an example is uh, Elaine Cho. And what her father does and how his he has ties to China. So it's important to understand the surrounding familial businesses that are incorporated into these elected officials uh, perspectives when it comes to their time in office. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything that I am aware of that's, you know, will um, how do I phrase this? We don't have anything that will uh, disincentivize them from actually doing anything familial wise in order to make money. Look at Hunter Biden and his uh, peddling schemes that he has been engaging in since his father has been Pelosi and her husband and stock purchases. And this has been true across the spectrum for decades. We've allowed Washington to get way too fat. And they've been able to hide it from us for far too long, even though we know it. They look at the camera at midnight, tell you the sun is shining. They do it with a straight face. Box checker KJP does it for a living. She's terrible at it. But they get away with it. And, let's, and those of us sit here and our cynicism grows every single day. I don't know how we get out of this. Let's but, not uh, overlook what they allow their children to do in boards of corporations and foreign nations as well. You know, Pelosi's children's, Carrie's children. Uh, you know, several other senators and representatives' children uh, then find themselves in these lucrative uh, board member positions in some kind of oil and gas company in Ukraine and making fifty dollars to $80,000 a month. Watch AOC. You, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't buy what I'm telling you, watch AOC, who went in broke as a joke. Watch her come out a multimillionaire and ask yourself how that happened. Liz Cheney came out tens of millions of dollars more wealthy after her five years in office. Harry Reid is a study in this. He went in a broke boxer and he came out one of the largest land barons in the history of the state of Nevada. They're fleecing you, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty much that simple. When we come back from this break, I want to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday. And we'll likely carry it through the remainder of the program. It was uh, it was interesting. It was a little frightening. And I'm going to ask you some questions. Did I do things the right way? Would you have done these things the right way? I'll ask Greg to speak on your behalf. And I'll question my own behavior and stand by my own behavior. And I'll explain right after the break. I'll just give you a hint. Road rage. We'll be right back. Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity microcompact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. 
The long-awaited six-hour P365 Chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SIGSOUR.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Welcome back in. Daniel Defense is a great company, ladies and gentlemen. All of our partners are great 
all of them. Visit them all at Armed American Radio. Dot com and armedamericannews.com. And, of course, we're here at the Sig Sauer Studios in front of the Fort Worth Armory microphone. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Greg and Dallas, welcome back, my brother. All right. Okay, so you know, we've talked about road rage on this show many, 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 many times in the past. Yep. And what a dangerous situation that can be quickly. I've given advice on that many times, and the advice is just walk away, go away. But yours truly had an incident yesterday, and I mentioned it was road rage. I'm going to let you decide, listeners. Greg, I'll let you decide as well, and we're going to talk about this today. Because it happened to me yesterday afternoon, about an hour after the show. I was going to check the company's P.O. box. And as I was coming up the hill, I come to a traffic light. I was the first car in the left turn lane, and I had a red light. The, because it's on a hill, you can't see oncoming traffic coming over that hill. So when the light turns green, crossing the main road... One light at a time turns, okay? Mm -hmm. So the light across from me will turn green, and then I'll get the green arrow after that light turns red again. I had the green arrow, was pulling into the intersection to make a left turn when a guy on a Harley ran the red light at full speed, probably going 50 miles an hour in a 35, and just pulled, I mean, pulled right out in front of me as I was running, as as I was turning left. He ran that red light, pulled right in front of me. Mm. Had I not, now this is advice I give to my kids all the time. Just because the light is green, you don't not look. Yeah. And I've made that a habit for years. I lived in Florida, and anybody who's listening in Florida knows terrible driving. People running red lights down there all the time. It's, they're notorious for it in Florida. You have to look. I don't care if you've got a green light or not. You'll, when you get to an intersection in Florida, you'll see the light will turn green and no cars are moving right away. People are smart enough. Most people are smart enough to stop and look left or right before they pull into that intersection, green light or not. I do that. Thank God I did. One split second. If I had left one second sooner, that guy to hit me broadsided the driver's side of the vet. And in that low profile vehicle would have went over the handlebars of that bike and probably killed me. Mm. He'd come right through my side driver window, Greg. Wow. And I said, no, I'm not having any of this. So I looked over my right shoulder, and there was nobody going straight. I cut to the right, and I gave chase to this ass. Oh. Should I have? Let's start right there. Um, I would have just let him go. I wouldn't have followed. No, I was having none of that. Guy almost killed me. And not only that, he almost killed himself. And I felt, no, this guy's going to get popped. Well... He had to pass the police department on his left side. You can't go the route we're going any other day except yesterday, of course, without seeing a local cop at least two or three. Hmm. It's about a two-mile stretch to get to the main road, and then you can make a right and get on the interstate. You go down about you know an eighth of a mile, and you're right there. You make a right at the main road by the Home Depot and the... You know, the, uh, the uh, Dairy Queen and the, the Starbucks there. And you can get on the interstate and go north or south. South to Atlanta, north to the mountains. And I knew I was going to find a cop. And I also knew I didn't have time to call 911 because by the time they had routed me where they needed to get me, or if I, because I wouldn't have called 911, I would have called the local number. Yeah. By the time I got routed to the cop, this guy would have already been gone. It wasn't going to take long. This guy's wobbling like crazy on this bike. He was drunker than Cooter Brown. Oh, wow. And it was obvious as the day is long. This guy needed to get off the road, and I was going to make it my mission that afternoon, yesterday afternoon, to get this clown off the road. Not only for his sake, but for everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
Because had this guy hit me, he'd have killed me. He'd have come right through my driver's window, over those bars. He'd have likely killed me. And I've always said be a good witness, right? Mm-hmm. Guy was on a white high, uh, ha, uh, Harley Dynaglide, had gray shirt with his name tag on it, had a half black helmet on, and had a red vape pen in his mouth. All right. Big gray beard, drunker than Cooter Brown. How do I know that? Because he was wobbling like crazy on the bike. He wasn't just weaving. Anybody knows anything about riding a bike? This guy's wobbling like crazy. His speed was anywhere from 10 miles an hour to about 45 miles an hour. And I could hear his bike popping. So he was apparently having trouble with the bike, like upshifting. Mm-hmm. So I knew there, there was all this going on as he's going down the road. As he comes close to the intersection, he makes a right. He got the green light. He made a right. I followed him. And he made a U-turn to go back to the main intersection, then made another right. I was still behind him. He knew I was behind him. I seen him looking in his mirrors, at which point he tries to evade me, turns into a neighborhood. Mm. Now, this neighborhood has a divided center lane when you turn in, right? So you got the main road coming out of the neighborhood, then it splits to the right and left, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it had one of those dividers there, maybe about four foot wide with some trees in it. This guy immediately swings a Yui before he goes into the neighborhood, wobbles the bike and hits the curb. Mm. At which point I pulled the AAR vet right up in front and blocked him. Now, I was armed. I disarmed myself and set my SIG P365 macro in my N8 tactical inside the waistband holster on my front seat, passenger seat. Got out of the car, walked around the back of the vet and confronted the guy. Okay. Should I have done that? Uh. Yes, if, if if you're this far into it, yes, take the arm off. Of, I think yes, take the sidearm off of you. Have a conversation with the guy. If it escalates, then maybe you can get back to it. If you need it, should I have confronted him? I would have, like I said, I would have let him go at the intersection and probably called in on the emergency number, described the guy and described what was going on and the direction he was heading, and then maybe someone, uh, an officer, can get behind him or you know witness him doing. Uh, some kind of something so that they can pull him over. Yeah, well, not today, not not yesterday though. D- not, not yesterday, <laughs> not yesterday. Yeah, I was a split second away from being hospitalized. He would have been killed instantly. Sure, I, I get likely that. decapitated. He he would he likely would have killed me. Yeah. Clearly would have hospitalized me and destroyed the AAR vet in the process. In the meantime, I got out of the car. I disarmed myself. I set my firearm on my front passenger seat of the vet, got out, walked around the back of the vet, had my window rolled down in the event I needed to get to my firearm. Mm-hmm. This guy was on the bike wobbling, and I knew if he made any move, all I had to do was kick the bike, and it was going to fall over on top of the guy. He was that trashed. All right. He looks at me with this never took the vape pen out of his mouth. I pointed at his chest. Now, meanwhile... There are cars trying to exit the neighborhood to get to the traffic light. Right. And I'm in this guy's face pointing at him, telling him he almost killed himself. I don't even know if he's, he's too hammered. I, I told the guy, I said, you're too hammered. You don't even know you ran that red light. You almost got killed. You almost killed me. You need to get your ass off this bike. And I'm going to see to it you stay off this bike. At which point I went to pick up my phone. The guy's just staring at me like a deer in the headlights. You could see he was scared to death. He knew he was drunk. And here's somebody confronting him about it. The bike is wobbling. He can't hold it up. And he looks at me. He goes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. At which point he revved up the bike, hopped the curb to try to get around the AAR vet, at which point I got back in my vehicle. He took off. 
hit a red light or ran a second red light. He ran through the red uh, turn light, left turn light, which was red, the arrow, and takes off. I don't know where he went from that point, but I lost him. At which point I called the cops, gave a description of the bike. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Should I have handled it that way? Should I not have handled it that way? Was it really road rage? I don't think that was road rage. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Sometimes life happens, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit SAF.org to register today. Register at SAF.org. We'll see you there. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Hi, it's Mark Walters, your host of Armed American Radio. If your company sells only the highest quality products and you're looking for a way to reach these listeners, you're talking to the right guy. Armed American Radio has a package available to fit every budget, from startup to the seasoned advertiser looking for that perfect way to reach this massive audience on roughly 250 stations in the top markets in the nation. We're everywhere, and the show continues to explode across the country after 10 years. Together, we can help you reach a highly engaged and extremely knowledgeable audience. To hear your brand on this huge radio program for less than you ever thought possible and to speak directly with me, reach out to CCW Broadcast Media LLC right away at mark at armedamericanradio.org. Mark at armedamericanradio.org. And together, we'll bring your brand to Armed American Radio listeners and keep this powerful voice for gun rights on the airwaves. Again, to speak directly to me, reach out to me at mark at armedamericanradio.org. That's mark at armedamericanradio.org. 
Did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle. Available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and built with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long-range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Defender Coffee is great stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Start my day with it every single day here at the ranch. David Codria does, too. A.W.R. Hawkins does. Neil McCabe does. Russell Stewart does. Greg, you need to. DefenderCoffee.com. Use that promo code AAR and thank them. They do tremendous work for us behind the scenes. Six Hour Studios lit up. Fort Worth Armory Mike. We're talking about a, uh, a pretty scary situation yesterday, a real-life scenario. I'm, I'm bearing my soul to you. I'm opening up to you and telling you what happened. And uh, all this is being brought to you by X Insurance, by the way. So uh, I, if you're just joining us, I was telling a story about uh, a biker yesterday that was drunker than Cooter Brown, ran a red light in front of me, almost killed me and himself at which point i was having none of that and uh i started following and my original intention was to get this guy was to call law enforcement but the moment i got behind him i knew he was hammered i knew he was trashed and i also knew that i only had a couple minutes here and i rather than leave i decided to confront him to try to get him off the road because he was going to kill himself or somebody else which i did i was able to box him in when he made a U-turn and almost laid the bike down because the guy could barely stand up. Now, as, as I confronted him, I disarmed myself, had my gun on my front seat. I did not exit the vehicle with a firearm. There was no way, Greg, one of the questions, and let me go to a couple of uh, comments in the, in, the, uh, in the chat here. Let's see. Uh, uh, Patrick Davis asks, what if this crazy blank had pulled a gun? Well, I'll tell you what. I could tell how hammered this guy was. He couldn't have pulled his hands off the bars or off the throttles, there's no way. He would have fallen over. Um, yeah, legitimate question, okay? But I would have. I was in a position, was paying very careful attention. Greg, I would have just kicked the bike, and the bike would have landed on top of him. I he would have fall, I, I just would have knocked the bike over, and that would have been the end of him. He would have just fallen down and probably started screaming for help or crying. Muffler burn. Um, so I asked, is that road rage? And Dubes, Mark says, not road rage. I would not have done what Mark did, but he was there in the moment. I was not. Uh, Greg, would you have? Now, I asked you this before, but now you know a little bit more and how it turned out. You mentioned that you would not have done it either, correct? That's correct. All right. Now, honestly, guys, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. My intention was not to corner him on the road and get out of the vehicle and confront him. Yeah. 
until I realized when he turned that Yui that he was absolutely trashed. Yeah. The guy's head was wobbling. I mean, he, he, he likely had the spins. He was so drunk. And I could tell he had a problem with his bike. Somebody in here says fuel mixture. Uh, on on the Harley, common problem. Don't know, don't have one, don't want one for a lot of different reasons. Wish I had the guts to have one, but glad I don't. I know too many people have been hurt on bikes. But um, nonetheless, that was not my intention was to confront him. But when that opportunity, when he when he hit that curb, that's what made me get out of the vehicle. And I read the guy the riot act, but I also was giving him advice. And I, I told him, I don't want you, you being a stain on the highway on my conscience the rest of my life. Get off the bike, okay? At which point, when that situation was over, I was able to call law enforcement, gave him a description, and told them exactly what had happened. Now, road rage is a very, very dangerous situation. And I asked that question, was this road rage? Greg, do you think it was road? Was this road rage? Was I the aggressor here? Ooh, um, good question. Legitimate question. I'm asking myself that question as well. I don't believe it was and I don't believe I was the aggressor. I've followed people like that before and called law enforcement, and given them descriptions and had a woman arrested once that was trashed for that very reason. My kids are on these roads. OK, you're crossing double yellow lines, nearly hitting people head on. You're running stop signs. And I had it all on a dash cam, gave the little what you call it chip to the cops. Well, here, I pulled up on Dictionary real quick the definition of road rage, and we can see if this fits the uh, the situation. It's violent anger caused by the stress and frustration involved in driving a motor vehicle in difficult conditions. All right. I wasn't a victim of violent anger. I wanted this guy off the road. I wasn't chasing him because he flipped me off. He nearly killed me and nearly killed himself. And as I said, I didn't chase him. I simply turned and followed him. Now, he happened to know when he swung two Yui's, it was clear that I was following him. Sure. Because of where he turned those Yui's, it was obvious that I was maneuvering to stay behind him. And he knew it and tried to evade me and found himself unable to do so. And when I realized he hit the curb and he was as trashed as I knew he was, I was able to corner him. Now, I made the comment to Greg during the break that uh, the guy was obviously an experienced rider because as drunk as he was, the fact he was able to get that thing over the curb and maintain control of the bike to get around me simply because of where I was, mm-hmm. not because I was trying to continue to block him in. I was out of my vehicle, well, but he went around it. He was able to keep control of that bike, at least so he was clearly an experienced, drunk bike rider. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, here's a few examples of road rage. Uh, one would be cursing and rude or obscene gestures. Uh, another is throwing objects. Uh, another's ramming, sideswiping, and lastly, forcing a driver off the road. I did none of that. Well, would you consider cornering him in a road or in the road with your vehicle, blocking the road? Well, uh, he actually he actually forced that where he was as I was turning around. I just pulled a little bit more forward because he was already half up on the curb. So, you know, we can fight the nuance of this all the time. We could fight that and argue that all day long. In hindsight, ladies and gentlemen, what I should have done was just immediately picked up the phone and said, I'm behind this guy. He's hammered. And I'll continue to follow him until you get here. Yep. I don't want to lose him. This guy is trashed. Yep. That's what I should have done. Hindsight is always high definition in the rearview mirror, is it not? Uh, that's correct. Okay. Uh, somebody else, you, you know, there's questions in here. You know, I did the right thing by, you know. 
basically talking about situational awareness. I was paying very careful attention to the guy. Like I said, if he had removed his bikes, I would I, I'd just kick the bike and he had fallen right on top of the guy. Um, so scary stuff. Scary stuff and real life. And, uh, you know, did I let that get the best of me yesterday? I probably did. I probably did. Um, Let's see if there's any other comments in here. Cornering him. Brian says cornering him was questionable, Um, to which I would say, Brian, I didn't really corner him. It was just a kind of a natural move because I was turning in the making a U-turn to follow him when he went up on the curb. And I was able as I turned, I would have had to do a three point turn to get around that. Okay. So that's when I just stopped where I was. He couldn't get around me at that point because I, I would have had to have back up and then gone forward. So I, I didn't really intentionally corner him. It just kind of happened that way. And when I realized that the guy couldn't stand up and was, you know, dizzy, wobbling, that's when I got out of the vehicle. Um, did I say a few choice words to him? Yes, I did say a few choice words to him. Was I screaming at him? No. But he knew my he knew. <laughs> that I was not happy, but I was, I was really what I was telling the guy was you almost got killed, dude. Did you not see? Did you not notice what you did? And I was explaining to him what he did. And I told him that he needed to get off that bike. I was telling him to be careful. So, um, guys, here's the here's the advice I'm going to give you. Don't do what I did. If that happens to you. Call the cops. That's what I should have done in hindsight. But the whole thing was over in probably two and a half minutes. And if I had an opportunity to get this guy off the road and not kill somebody else like my kids or my neighbors or my wife. And I could have done that. I took the opportunity to do it. And it was the most bizarre thing because where I was, I I could drive down that road right now and see three cops today. They just weren't there yesterday. So there's that old adage. The cops are always around until you need them, right? Boy, did I need one yesterday. And I was actively looking for one, which is why I was following him so that I could wave somebody over to get this guy off the road. And it just kind of didn't turn out that way. And when I had the opportunity to get out and confront the guy, I did. And, uh, you know, questionable. I'll leave it up to you. But uh, so there you go. I just uh, I just gave you the whole deal. And didn't hold anything back whatsoever, except for a couple of choice words I said out of really frustration because the guy nearly killed me. But it was not an attack. I was not in attack mode. I was reminding this guy of what he did because he was too stupid and hammered to even realize it. Uh, Somebody else in the chat says, I should have robbed the guy. (laughs) He's too drunk to remember. You know, I'm not even going to tell you who said that, but I like the funny comments. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't do that. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us, the GRPC, this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. 
Now, back to the show. Yes, back to the show indeed. Uh, interesting conversation going on here. I uh, was just uh, very honest with you in the Six Hour Studios on this Fort Worth Armory mic brought by X Insurance today about a situation that happened to me yesterday. And a- after I described it, you know, I, I asked, you know, I asked Greg, would he have done it? I asked you listeners and as many of you in the chat agree. No, I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, honestly, it's it probably sounds a lot worse than it was, Greg, frankly. All right. Yeah, I, I wasn't chasing the guy. He was several at that point. There had been several cars that had, you know, had pulled behind him. I was shocked that I was able to get, you know, even see him up ahead of me. And it was because of the drunk movements he was doing so slowly that enabled me to get, you know, even up closer to him again. But, um, yeah, the you know, in hindsight, no. In hindsight, if I had it to do over again, I simply would have called law enforcement immediately and told them what had occurred. And I think that's I think that's the fair deal. And that's the that's the advice to give, quite frankly. But um it was like I said, I, my intention was not to get out and confront him ever. I, I would never normally do that ever. But in this particular case, when the opportunity presented itself because the guy was so drunk, I took the opportunity and reminded him that he was almost almost killed. Didn't even know it. So I see some interesting questions in here or some interesting comments in here. Uh, what's, here's the one from uh, Brian says, AWR not moving on. Right. It's over. But, um, Greg, you want to put a last word on that? Because those are dangerous situations. They can be very dangerous situations. In, you know, like I said, is this road rage? This was not a road rage incident that I would describe road rage. This was that cat's drunk. I'm going to get him off the road. Okay. And it all unfolded so quickly. I thought for sure I was going to see law enforcement because I always see law enforcement going that direction until I needed them. And they weren't there. So, uh, Greg, you get the last word on that. I think my only response to this is uh, I would have most likely got on the phone and, and let law enforcement know I was following an individual I suspected was drunk due to erratic driving and the running of a blatant red light. Uh, and maybe tried to lay back enough so that one of them could show up on the scene and take over the, the chase. Um, because that's essentially what you were doing, but you were more observing what he was doing. Um, I was more following. I wasn't chasing the guy. I was more following, and we were in traffic. It wasn't like I was weaving all over the place. I didn't do any of that. Sure. Okay, that's why it sounds worse, really, than it really was, okay, when you say that. Um, you know, it wasn't like I was going to give up the chase and let somebody else take it over. It wasn't like that. This unfolded within, you know, 250 seconds, <laughs> okay? All right. As we were moving down the road, um, th- that's what it was. But uh, nonetheless, uh, guys, that's that's you know, that's what happened. Uh, you, you know, and I, I tell you these things because it's real life. And when something like that in real life happens, I, I give it to my listeners. Let you guys make a decision. Um, hopefully, that guy's he was scared to death. I mean, that guy was drunk and scared to death. Hopefully, he learned something out of that yesterday. I, I'm hopeful that he did. But you know, a guy riding the bike like that. That's not his first rodeo, bro. No. Okay. It's not the first time. And this guy, I'm surprised I didn't get a question on his age. He looked to be in his mid-50s. Let me put it this way. Way old enough to know better. I was going to say old enough to know better. Old enough to know better. And guys like that have shorter lifespans than the average bear, boo-boo. So, moving on. Jason Aldean. Oh, this is kind of <laughs> disturbing, guys. I don't I didn't even really I contemplated discussing this because I'm really not sure enough about it. 
But I read somewhere today that Jason Aldean's video is now six shorter, six seconds shorter than it was last week. Did you see this story? Uh, no, I did not. There is uh, word out there that he removed some of the BLM rioting videos, news clips from his his video that has hit number one. Uh, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, had he, now let's talk about that. Did he just open himself up to being canceled on both sides? I'm not that I'm not. uh, Look, I'm not concerned about him removing the video. I don't think he should have done it. I don't think that there was a problem in it. Now, did some attorney of his come along and say, hey, uh, this, that and the other probably should be removed? Maybe it's possibly why he did that. Uh, It's the only reason why I could see why an individual like him would do that is if someone was like, you know, there's potential here. Um, But everybody else that's butthurt over this song, you know, they can pound sand. You know, Jason Aldean survives this. There's no question about this. He's there, no more. lyrics were changed. But I, I, when I saw this, I made a phone call to somebody who's near and dear to my heart and the show. And the thought was the same. He, he just, this isn't going to hurt him at all. And your fly just was landed on my microphone, Greg, on camera. Did you see that? It landed on my head. I am not watching the video. What a me. gutsy little fly. I got to <laughs> give him credit. I'm going to kill him. But still, a gutsy little fly. You probably saw that on camera if you're watching. See, it's fun to watch the show. You get to see that. I've never had a fly in studio with me before. But he landed right up on my forehead. That's your my new co-host. And landed right up on top of the mic. Oh, wow. You're dead. As soon as I get off the air, I'm hunting you down. You are finished. I'm not going to let you out. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to splat you. I don't like flies. Flies are dirty and nasty. So come on back. He just anyway, vomited on your mic when he landed. As the, well. <laughs> he didn't have time. <laughs> he was on and off pretty quick. But um, the first thought was, this doesn't hurt him. And I think that's just a bunch of whiny liberals that are going to use that against him to say that he caved. At which point I said, are you calling me a whiny liberal? Because my first thought when I saw that was, why did he cave? To me, that shows... I, I question why, what about your why? Why would you take something out when you put it in it? Stand by it. There's nothing wrong. That was actual archival news footage. So I want to go back and confirm all this. I saw this just a little while ago, actually, right before the show aired. And I was disappointed when I heard it. I hope I'm wrong about it. Maybe it's just a story that's floating out about there. We're going to look at it tonight. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow just to to follow up and see on a, you know, talk about it on Friday. Did it actually happen? Because my initial thought was, and this was my gut instinct, which I've learned to trust over the years. uh, Dude, why would you back that out of your video? Stand by your video. There's nothing wrong with it. You're number one. In the moment it gets out, people on our side, there are going to be people that that are just going to say, forget it. Stand by, man. Stand on your convictions. It's a great video and a great song. But Jason Aldean will be just fine, I'm sure. Uh, no canceling of Jason Aldean going on over here. I'll play his music, even though I might not have before. And real cool story about Jason Aldean as we get ready to close the show. Greg, you know, my daughter went to the turning point with my niece out in um, Arizona yep. last year. And the three of us I had dinner with uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb out in Phoenix. And it was fantastic. And the very next morning, because I had her staying at the Hyatt right there at the convention center where all the people were staying including A.W.R. Hawkins and, and many others. 
And uh, the next morning, she was able. She walked out in the lobby, and Jason Aldean was standing by himself in the lobby. She walked over with my niece and got a great picture with her and my niece and Jason Aldean, which kind of takes on even more meaning now, because he just stuck another couple eye, uh, fingers in the eyes of the goofball, hate-filled, raging left. So interesting hour, guys. Stay on that chat. Tell me what you think about what I talked about a little bit earlier. I've already been honest with you. You know, bared it all to you, and also was honest enough to tell you that I likely wouldn't do that again. But the opportunity was there, and I took it and hopefully educated this guy. And some of the comments in here were great. I had fun reading them. Uh, Keep them coming. I'm enjoying hearing what you have to say about it. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is going to get up and do it again tomorrow because, you know what, that's what we do, and we do it because they don't want us to do it. That makes it even that much more fun. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense being brought to you every single day and the MonsterCast by the great X Insurance. We'll be back in the six-hour studios with you tomorrow on Greg's favorite day of the week. That's Friday. Enjoy your afternoon. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800-978-9358, and remember, use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 Four five four seventy twelve.